0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our broadcast with others.
1: As we're recording this, we're just a few days before Christmas of 2020, which means two things. One is that the year 2020 is almost over. And the other thing is that we're about to go into a new year, 2021. And we'll talk about both of those Uh, during our conversation today but before we go into that we want to just kind of catch up with what's going on in uh, matthew's life because those of you that attend our services here on a regular basis at ninth avenue you see uh, matthew on a on a fairly regular basis and uh, you're able to see his family members interact with them so you you pretty much know what's going on but there are some of you that may not have been here at ninth avenue since the pandemic hit and others of you who aren't affiliated with Ninth Avenue uh, would not have any way of knowing. So we're going to take uh, this uh, opportunity just to catch up with Matthew's family, see what's going on in the Ballantyne household. I think the last podcast we had, uh, the Valentines had just welcomed a new baby into the family. Uh, that was back in December of last year. So, uh, Matthew, welcome to this special podcast Uh, Glad to have you join with us here in this conversation. So just start out and uh, tell us how the uh, Valentine family stands here in December of 2020.
2: Well, as you said, uh, last time we had this particular type of conversation, we were in the middle of what we had decided was going to be a monthly podcast. And I think the the month that we announced this is going to be a monthly podcast may have been last December and was the last month we did one. So it's going to be at least maybe an every December podcast. But yeah, last December we welcomed London, our our fourth child, making us a family of six uh, into the family, and um, it has been a whirlwind year. Just not just because of. Um, you know, the COVID challenges, which we'll talk about later, but I mean, just um, having a newborn baby who's now a year old and um, kids being in school and uh, just kind of normal life, uh, we had to find our new normal, the new kind of way things were going to be for us. And But for the most part, a year in, we've settled in. Life's still crazy. Uh, still takes 30 minutes to get everybody in the car, but it's all in all, I mean, life is good right now. Life is good.
1: When I got here to the church building today, I noticed that the kids were here. Uh, Blair had a doctor's appointment, so Matthew was babysitting, uh, running the daddy daycare. And I know he has his uh, hands full uh, with the four children. I will get a taste of that beginning tomorrow when my four grandchildren arrive at the house. Uh, So I I definitely can understand uh, the challenges uh, involved, Uh, but as I'm Anybody in that situation says they wouldn't take anything for it, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same
2: way. I feel the same way. Now, I do want to clarify, and I like to tell people this, when I'm keeping my kids, I'm not allowed to call it babysitting. I have to call it just being dad. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a full-time gig, full-time job. They were up here for a little while today, and but for the most part, they're they're pretty good when they're around up here, so they don't tear up much, and if they do, they have to pay for it, I guess, so... Uh, but yeah you'll you'll have you'll have a house full and that'll be a fun They're going to be here for several days, aren't they?
1: Uh, they'll be here part of them until next Monday, uh, Monday after Christmas and the others uh, three until sometime toward the end of that week
2: leading into uh, the new year. Okay so yeah you'll
1: you'll have a full house
2: for a few days that'll be good. Christmas is coming up.
1: It's always an exciting time of the year uh, for everybody, uh, especially families with children. I think the last time we talked uh, in a podcast, we uh, talked about your plans for Christmas 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're a year removed from that. So tell us about the uh, plans for uh, Christmas 2020.
2: Well, I mean, for us, just simply because we had just brought a newborn baby home, Christmas plans for 2019 and now COVID Christmas 2020 look very similar. Um, so our our plans really for the for the next week or so is just to try to stay home, stay put, and stay healthy. That's uh, really we don't have any big major plans of anything going on. So we're just gonna kind of hang out at the house and enjoy each other's company and crank the smoker up a time or two and and just just enjoy kind of staying put for a few days
1: you mentioned uh, covid christmas of course covid uh, can change people's plans um, on a moment's notice I think back when hank williams those that remember hank williams uh, was around at the end of his concerts he always uh had the saying, made the statement, the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess under our current climate is the good Lord willing and the numbers don't rise. That's right. Um, so hopefully those numbers will start uh, going down um, as, we, as we move forward. Let's move on from the um, kind of personal catch up and, and talking about uh, COVID and COVID numbers. Everybody uh, listening to this podcast uh, and those that don't have in some way been impacted by COVID nineteen. Yeah, uh, it's it's the reality of the year twenty twenty. It's affected people both in their uh, personal lives. It's affected people in the in their work lives. So tell us uh, in your own life, Matthew, how has COVID nineteen most impacted you on a personal level and on a professional level as a minister of the
2: gospel? Well, on a personal level, it has really slowed my family down. Prior to COVID-19, we were an on-the-go family all the time. Um, we did a lot of running around, a lot of eating out with people and friends, and um, You know, that that has drastically changed. That was going to kind of naturally change with us just from adding another child into the family anyway. Um, But, you know, we we had uh, two and a half months to where we just really, you know, nobody went anywhere from March, April, and really in through May. Um, School was out with the kids at home, and so it was a constant juggle between – you know, helping out at home as much as I could while still trying to be here at the office and and trying to keep some some positive things moving for us here at Ninth Avenue. But I would say personally, uh, with the slowdown and different things, I have really enjoyed uh, life kind of slowing down for us. Um, It's it's the covid stuff is not uh, unlike a lot of people and a lot of people have really struggled with it. Um, on, on a personal level it has not affected me just a whole lot I will in a very in, in a very big way you know give a shout out to Blair Blair has uh, probably personally been affected by this more than I have by the fact that she's been at home with the kids through all of this and has just uh, held the fort down in that way in in a great way and um, she, her ability to do that, has given me uh, the ability, I think, to not be as stressed out about things. Um, and uh, But if you talk about it more on a, on a professional level, uh, being a minister in and of itself is a very personal job. Uh, it, it's about relationships. It's about conversations. It's about time together. It's about community. Uh, and that was all stripped away. Uh, I was four, um Four months into my job here, uh, I'd started in October when everything pretty well just shut down, and uh, it took away my opportunity of getting to know people. Um, it it took away um, like some things that we were starting. We had started. Uh, we were at the very beginning phases of of starting a men's ministry. we had kind of had one event together, a young adult ministry, with our young couples and our in our college age kids. We had had three or four weeks of classes with that group, and everything just kind of shut down. And so, professionally, it has I've had to I've had to reimagine uh, what it means to be a minister, and and have really had to try to. Uh, just day by day, figure out, okay, what does it mean to be a minister today? Uh, a lot of times that means phone calls, it means emails, it means cards. I've written, I have handwritten a lot of cards over the last several months to, to different people. Um, so it has really changed uh, my ministry. And not necessarily in a bad way, it's just forced me to be more creative. And, and I think in that way, it maybe has helped me grow a little bit through all of this. so
1: You know, one of the things we've had to uh, be creative about is when we started doing these podcasts, it was just uh, you and me sitting here and you sitting in front of a microphone, the two of us together. Uh, But because of COVID and because of the the suspension of our worship services, uh, a lot of Sundays, uh, too many Sundays, it's just been uh, you and me uh, sitting down and you in front of a camera instead of just a microphone? Well,
2: you go back a year from right now. Um, those three, October, November, and December, those three, I think you would call them monthly with Matthew podcast, were, that was our church digital footprint outside of you know, releasing the audios from the sermons on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights. Um, and it was a big deal to get those out. Our Our online content, our virtual content has grown by a thousand percent since last december and i know it's been a learning curve for you it's been a learning curve for me you have on the digital side of it have or know a lot more about it and i've tried to keep up with you as much as i can um but yeah sitting in sitting in a room trying to um trying to be excited and energetic while looking at the back side of a iphone uh for 12 straight weeks uh that that did kind of uh that did kind of take its toll a little bit and you know yeah we're, we're kind of back there you know right now we're we're back virtual again for a few weeks and but it's one thing to do it for a few weeks um but you know and and it really did it made me really appreciate more our time together and we're going to talk maybe a little bit more about that in in another part of this conversation but it made me miss people a lot more Although I did enjoy getting to know you. I mean, I'm not going to say spending time with you has been a bad thing. I've really enjoyed the friendship that we've created.
1: You know, one of the things I, I learned from this, other than um, how to do things I've never done before, uh, live streaming and, and such as that, but really the greater lesson to me is, is learning that you can learn new things when you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, And in our situation because of COVID, there were things that we just had to change, things we had to develop, uh, we had to learn to adjust. And really, when it comes right down to it, if we really want to do it, we can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, By uh, necessity, I I can't think of the quote, but necessity is the mother of invention, I think Mm -hmm. is the uh, quote. I can't remember who said it. And and there's so much uh, truth to that. Um, so, just you know, on a personal level, for me, I, it's something I have enjoyed doing. I, I think on a Facebook comment recently, uh, a comment to a question you posed on Facebook, um, I described myself as a worship service junkie. I had become a worship broadcast junkie. junkie yeah. Um And and it's, it's something I enjoy doing. So it's not it, that's made it a lot better. But you know, we really can if there's. A need that we can learn to meet the need and and I appreciate uh, what you've done. I, I can't imagine I, you know sometimes I just stop and, and think about uh, a preacher in your shoes where you come to a new congregation with all the uh concerns, anxieties, plans and so forth that you have when you come into a, a new job like that, and then I, all of a sudden this brick wall just jumps in front of you. Um, and, and I think you've done a remarkable job uh, adjusting to that and adapting uh, to that. So not that I speak on behalf of all the members of Ninth Avenue, but um, I think they would join me in saying we, we do appreciate how you have adjusted. Uh, there's probably some preachers that would have said enough. I've had enough of this. Yeah, I'm going back and I appreciate that you have it. Because COVID's not been the only adversity we've had here at Ninth Avenue during the year 2020, and we won't uh, rehash all the the issues. But how do you feel that Ninth Avenue, as a congregation, um, has reacted to the uh, adversity uh, that we have faced this year?
2: Well, you take any. Okay. Well, let me say this first. The first thing I want to say is. <laughs> This church family has been nothing but amazing to me in, in their reaction to adversity. Um, you take uh, the things that we've dealt with. You take COVID by itself, and it's a challenge. You take losing a minister by itself, uh, and it's a challenge. You take leadership overturned by itself, even in the best of circumstances, and it's a challenge for your church. Um it, but we have faced all three of those things, um, just all at once, or we did just all at once. And uh, going through the process of of finding new elders, and and you know, even during that process, being just so disengaged as a church. Anyway, I mean, uh, you know, on the on the front end of of COVID, we were very fortunate as a church to. Uh, for the most part, be very healthy as a church. So we weren't dealing with with those challenges, although unfortunately we're we're dealing with more of those now than we ever have. Um, but this church has, regardless of what moment, what negative challenge popped up, this church family has consistently looked forward. Um, they've not gotten wrapped up in the moment. they have, Looked beyond the challenge to try to see where the blessing, or the next blessing, is going to come from, not what the next brick wall is going to be. Um, they have banded together and and come up. I mean, we've come up with a couple of new ministries through this particular thing. At the very beginning, we were doing um, drive-through fellowship meals every month to try to stay in touch with people and stay connected with people and have some FaceTime, And it was just amazing the people that would come and be involved. And even though we were limited, how many people still wanted to, to help with that. Um, You know, this church family has looked for any opportunity it can to, even if it's in small uh, just little bitty groups, they have looked for any opportunity they can just be together. They have been very supportive in The decisions that the elders have made regarding our our COVID stuff and our practices that we're trying to put into place and try to keep everybody happy. I've not heard an abundance of griping and complaining like other preachers that I've talked to have had and their congregation. So, I mean, really, uh, the, the reaction to the adversity for this church has just, I mean, it has just been amazing. And what that tells me is that when we get ready, when, when, we, when we move out of this COVID phase of life and we get back to a place to where we can be more intentional in our outreach and in our growth plan and the growth process, that this church has a mindset that if it wants to, it can grow. And, and that excites me as a minister for sure.
1: As I listen to you and, and we talk about facing uh, adversity, uh, my mind goes back to uh, the opening uh, lines of possibly my, my favorite uh, hymn, uh, Psalm Blessed Redeemer. And it starts out uh, Up Calvary's Mountain, one dreadful morn, walk Christ my Savior, weary and worn. And by his example, Jesus has shown us that when we have a mission, uh, we can accomplish the mission regardless of how uh, difficult it is, uh, how much pain it costs us personally. Uh, Again, going back to the thing about uh, if there's a need, if we want to meet it, we can. We can do what's necessary. And just through the example of Jesus, uh, Jesus definitely showed us how to get through uh, adversity uh, in our lives. Uh, to do the uh, mission that we were here on on Earth for. Let's look at uh, the effects of COVID, and not necessarily just COVID or, or adversity. Uh, I want to ask you a, a, a two-part question, and, and I'll, I'll break it up. Uh, the first one would be looking back at this year, of 2020, because uh, we still have a few days left in it, uh, is there something that you could describe as your biggest joy uh, in this uh, year other
2: than Other than Blair? No, that's that is for sure. No, I think that uh for me, there, there's been two things. Um, the first was uh, being forced to stay at home all the time. and, and the reason that's been a joyful thing is um, just, How many times have I heard, you know, people who have raised their family talk about, oh, what I would give to go back and have this moment or that moment or, uh, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, in our life we were, when when Collins was six months old, we moved to Arkansas. We moved away from everybody uh, and had to go out there, moved away from all of our family. Of course, we've, now there's so many people there that we consider family as well, but, you know, we were, I mean, we were a pack and go family. We would get to the weekend and we would pack up and come back to Tennessee, uh, go to Nashville, go to um, uh, Monterey, go to uh, wherever everybody was living. Just, just I mean, we just pack up and go and then get back home for, for Sundays. Uh, of course, when Colin started school, that all stopped, you know, just that. And we were so accustomed to just always being together as a family. Um, there for a couple of years uh, as our family grew. And then, you know, things just, then you got two kids in school. And for me, though, it was just such a blessing. And I tried to keep that in perspective of those days through March, April, and May that we were just all at home and, you know, just piled right on top of each other and even getting tired of each other at moments. Those are the days that people wish they could go back and have again with their kids. And I really tried to take those moments and enjoy those moments um, as much as I could, especially with a new baby uh, in in the house. And so uh, that's that's really probably well. That and the second thing is um, we bought our first home during all of this COVID mess, and we um, because of ministry and you know just the nature of ministry sometimes is not always a conducive situation to buy a home uh in in certain places where you might work and we had never done that before and uh back in may and we took advantage of of you know all the great interest rates and all that fun stuff and we bought our first home so uh that that has been a very joyful thing for us as well to to get to have that so so 2020 has not been all bad for us at all by any stretch well let's
1: see if we can change that then with the second part of our of our question uh talked about the biggest joy of 2020, and you may have already talked about this, and, and you know I, the answer probably is obvious, but uh, maybe you have a different perspective on it. What would be the biggest disappointment of 2020?
2: My biggest disappointment is not being able to develop relationships with church family. Um, there is a handful of people that... I have been able to do that with, and Blair's been able to do that with, and we feel very blessed uh, with that, but as a whole. So right, maybe two Sundays before everything shut down, we went to um, CYC in Gatlinburg with the church group that went up there last year, last February. We had so much fun. The whole reason we went on that trip was to go and spend time with people and get to know people. And I remember Blair and I, we came back from that trip. We were so excited um we were just i mean we were pumped about the future and getting to know more about people and, and you know the covid stuff you we were starting to hear rumblings of it um at that point of, of how bad it could be and possible shutdowns and this and that but it's still even you know a couple of weeks out we're like this this is never going to happen and um and if it does it's just going to be for a few weeks and then we're we're back to the way things were and things have never gone back to the way things were and um as much as we enjoyed that trip and and seeing where those relationships were starting to form, I have just hated knowing that I've not had those moments this year to get to know people. I've not had moments to go into hospital and be with families as they've um, struggled with things. Three weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think I made my first hospital visit since I've moved basically so in over a year, I made my first hospital visit last uh, last uh, at the beginning of the month, and um, so I just I really do I, I hate that that we've not been able to do that.
1: You know, it's kind of ironic, really, during this pandemic, which would be a time when people most needed to be ministered to on a mm-hmm. personal level. Your ability to do it really was limited, limited or eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i know uh, from that perspective it had to be very very uh, difficult on you right before we shut down i also remember we took a, a men's trip uh, over to decatur to big bob Gibson's mm-hmm. uh, and then ate barbecue uh, which i really enjoyed and i was looking forward to doing that more often uh, having these uh, men's outings and uh, unfortunately because of covid we haven't Uh, been able to, but hopefully going forward here uh, in the next few months, we'll be able to resume uh, something of that nature. On a broader level, in looking back at this past year, um, there are so many lessons uh, we can learn from it, uh, such as I mentioned earlier, learning to uh, adjust and do uh, what you need to do. but I mean, There are a lot of lessons that we can uh, learn from this year. Uh, of all the lessons you've learned, what would you say has been the greatest
2: lesson uh, you've learned from the year 2020? Personally, I think it's just be patient. Um, be patient. I am, it's not that I'm an impatient in, person, but and, and when you hear me preach, you hear me kind of, poke fun at myself a lot. I mean, I am adult attention deficit disorder all day long. I mean, I've been diagnosed with it. I, uh, years ago, I decided that I was just going to learn to cope with it as opposed to take medicine for it and have, have learned to deal with it and coping mechanisms and all that stuff. Uh, but sitting still is my problem. I, I always want to be doing something. I always want to be going. I, I want to I have this idea and I bounce to this idea and I bounce to this idea. And uh, the the planning stuff just stopped, and the getting people together stopped. So I had to, I had to just sit down and learn and be patient, uh, and just wait for God to kind of reveal what was next for us as a church. Um, what next? What where 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 could we minister? Where could we be involved? And in many ways, that patience paid off. Um, you know, I, I spent a couple of months just praying and talking. Uh, about what we could do and looking for places for us to serve as a church uh, and, and a ministry that might could be created in a time like this. And what evolved out of that was our adopted school ministry. Um, our teachers have been under such uh, stress and new demands this year than they ever have been. And so we um, got a group together and started working on ideas. To minister to our teachers at our middle school here in Haleville this year. And we've done several things for them. Uh, and every bit of that came out of just learning to sit down and be still for a little while uh, and and listen and pay attention. And um, so patience is probably the greatest lesson that I would say has has benefited me the most through this, through all of this.
1: Speaking of and inability to to be still? Because um, I, I, I didn't see you preach a whole lot before uh, COVID hit, uh, but as far as your style of preaching, has it affected your ability as far as just moving around in the pulpit? I, I know since we've been live streaming, uh, I, I think you've been re- uh, restricted a lot of times I'm sitting there looking at the monitor, and I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, please don't go out of frame. Please don't go out of frame. And uh, I try to give you enough leeway on the sides, but has that been restricted in, in your normal preaching style?
2: Yeah, you know, and and that's something, going from a group of people to all of a sudden being in an auditorium by myself was a big challenge. Now, um, I don't know how many other preachers do this. I've never asked them, but... I mean, through the week, uh, I'm, I'm in the auditorium a couple of different times by myself, running through my lesson. Because if I don't, I'm going to chase rabbits when I preach on Sunday. And I chase my rabbits when I'm all by myself and kind of figure out what works and doesn't work. So I, I, I'm accustomed to being in the auditorium by myself. That's that, uh, in that way. But then for it to be actual like worship service, and then like, okay, this was live and. Um, and, and Blair talked to me about this. Um, she, she did tell me, she said, I feel like you're just being really reserved, that you're you're holding back, you're not being yourself. And although I don't think anybody else here at Ninth Avenue really noticed it because I was still new, they were still just getting to know me, trying to learn my voice and, you know, my style. Um, I did feel, you know, held back by that a little bit. And, I, and I've tried to break out of that and tried to forget that, um, you know, there's a camera there and and different things. And I think through the process, you have, have, have um, learned to adjust to me as much as I've learned to adjust to that. And, um, but I, but I mean, Sunday morning, when we did it Sunday morning, I I felt, I felt it again when we were back in the auditorium, just us again. Um, So yeah, so it has been a challenge.
1: Speaking of learning to adjust each other, I I was kind of amused Sunday morning toward the end of the service when you were uh, making the announcements. And you were uh, talking about our Wednesday night um, Bible class, and you inadvertently mentioned it was going to be you know, Wednesday night as it mm-hmm. normally is. And when when you said that, I I looked up, and you instinctively realized I looked up, and you
2: I knew exactly uh, why you looked at me because I got right, it wrong. Right, and uh, yeah, and so we, yeah, I think we've definitely developed a, developed a rapport, and, and and it's a good one too. It is a good one.
1: And that goes back to what you talked about earlier about developing relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes time and it takes interaction. Yeah. Um, and hopefully going forward, uh, we'll have more opportunity for that. You have more opportunity to develop uh, closer, deeper relationships with more members uh, here at, at ninth Avenue. Of course, that's probably not going to happen in 2020. So but in a few days, we're going to be flipping the calendar forward. Uh, we're going to turn to the, uh, Number 2021, we don't know what it's going to hold, but we hopefully uh, it will hold something uh, better. I think I asked you probably this last year, and little did we know, but we're going to take another stab at it. Looking to 2021, uh, what is your vision for 2021?
2: When I was in... Um, youth ministry class at Hardman. Hardeman. David Baker was our professor. David was actually my youth uh, minister growing up. So um, I really enjoyed his class for a lot of different reasons. But one of the things that we had to do in that class was we had to develop a mission statement for our ministry. And on my paper, I wrote down three words that have stuck with me and have been a part of my ministry ever since. Uh, and that is the words reach, connect, and grow. Um, to help us become a church, my, my, my role as a minister is to help our church, number one, reach into a community and show that community that God loves them, uh, to help develop connections amongst the church family, um, and to help grow the kingdom, not just in this location, but in in a variety of different ways and in different places through discipleship and different things. And as I've looked at the new year, those three words have really come back into focus for me that um, 2021 is going to be different. Um, Next week, all of our challenges are not going to magically disappear. Um, It's it's still going to be a very challenging winter, and, and even in through the spring Um, timing wise of of things that, you know, that I'm watching and seeing, you know, we have a vaccine for this virus that they're saying that hopefully by this summer, we're going to begin to turn the corner on this thing. Um, You know, my, my goal is to try to figure out my, my vision is to try to figure out how do we move the ball down the court? Just one dribble at a time, just one dribble at a time. What does the next what does the next couple of weeks look like? What does the next month look like? Um, and, and that's something that we're having conversations about. Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about, and and here in a few weeks, I believe the elders, when we get back together, may be making some, some more public, uh, not public, um, but more in-depth announcements about this, and, and I hope I don't... I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I think everybody realizes that this is is something that we're going to be working toward in the new year. Is um, we're going to continue to add to our leadership with some new deacons. I'm not exactly sure what the time frame is on that. It's a very positive thing for us, and uh, we're going to start working into a direction of hiring a new youth minister. We realize that trying to bring a guy in and interview him during COVID is a n- completely new challenge and a completely new thing that none of us have ever dealt with before. But um, that is a big priority for us as a church in the next couple of months uh, is to to get that process rolling in a very positive way so that we can um, get our kids back into a place um, where where they are a big priority for this church again, um, because I think they've they've really struggled as well through through all of this and maybe more so quietly than than most groups. Uh, but the idea of of new new leaders, new deacons, new servants like that, a new minister to add to our staff, um, those can't help but bring positive vibes uh, and, and feelings to our church family. And so I, I, I'm excited. I am really, I really am. I'm excited about um, as, as challenging as the next few months I know are going to be, I'm excited about how God's going to bless us through all of that because I know that he is, because he has through all of this anyway. And, and, and to see some, some, maybe some bigger blessings, uh, I, I think it's going to really propel us into a very positive direction despite the challenges.
1: Well, here as we conclude, let's let's draw our vision back a little bit from 2021 to a little uh, shorter distance. As we said at the beginning of this, we're just a few days before Christmas. So, I'd like for you just to take a minute, um, however long you want, and uh, just address the Ninth Avenue family as your family, and uh, what message. Uh, would you have for Ninth uh, Avenue as uh, we enter into in t- this time of the of the year?
2: I think the first thing I would want to say to our Ninth Avenue family is thank you, um, thank you. Number one for loving us as a family and welcoming welcoming us into this family over the last year. Um, Blair and I really truly do believe that this is not preacher talk. Okay. Uh, we have felt more love from this church family um, than we probably have from any church family that we've ever been a part of. Now, if you're from Hoxie, Kingston, listening to this, McMinnville, I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, um, but North Avenue really has gone above and beyond uh, in, in the little over a year since we've been here. So I say thank you. I say thank you for your positive um, attitude towards everything that we've dealt with. And uh, then I say, um, get ready, because this this COVID challenge is not going to be with us forever. Uh, we are twenty twenty one. We are going to begin to transition from a COVID life to a post COVID life to a post COVID church. And my 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 challenge and my encouragement is get ready, because we're going to hit the ground running when, when we, when we get to a place where it's safe and it it makes sense. Um, we're, we're going to kickstart this thing. And there is let's see, see if I can pull it up here. I was, I was looking at, and I may not be able to find it just off the top of my top of my head here, but I was looking at themes for, um, yeah, I was looking for themes for my sermons for 2021, and one of the things I came up with was re- rebuild, restore, and revive. And and I think that really, we're, we're, I mean, hey, we're going to have to have a period of time where we kind of rebuild this thing. We we kind of get it back into working shape because we've not been working. Uh, maybe have to do some restoring to it a little bit, uh, but then we're, we're going to revive this thing, and we're going to we're going to. We're, we're, I mean, full steam ahead. I, we're, when it's time to go, it's going to be time to go, and it's we're going to create some some great memories. We're going to create some new Christian brothers and sisters, even though we have done that this year. Um, but we're just we're going to, we're going to run. Uh, we're not going to waste any time when the time comes. So so get ready. Uh, let's 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 get ready to move because that time is, I believe, closer than than we think.
1: Well, Matthew, that's all I can really think for us to talk about uh, during uh, this episode. I don't know when we'll get together again. It probably won't be monthly, but it may be. We'll just have to see how.
2: Maybe before next December. Maybe sure.
1: maybe before then. Uh, but, but we'll see. And I just want to end this with uh, just a, a kind of personal note myself. Uh, to the Ninth Avenue family, I want to thank you for uh, your patience during Uh, This time that we've had to come to you uh, virtually, uh, as I said uh, earlier during this episode and and on other platforms, uh, it's been a learning experience. It's been an enjoyable most of the time learning experience, Uh, some frustrations, but I appreciate everyone's uh, patience. Uh, It has certainly not gone off without glitches, uh, but everybody seems to uh, receive those uh, in a good spirit. So for for that, I'm thankful. I, I'm thankful to you, Matthew, for uh, taking the time to sit down and and talk with us. And, and I just thank you for your service uh, here, uh, not only at Ninth Avenue, uh, but um, for the Kingdom of God. And I don't guess it's really um, often in a in a podcast that you end with a prayer because. Uh, most podcasts, when you do them, you don't want them to be too time-stamped. And uh, I guess if you do a prayer, the things you pray about uh, kind of time-stamps your your podcast episode. But just a, a personal prayer of, of mine for uh, not only the Ninth Avenue family, uh, but for the world. I, I take it from another uh, podcast, one I listen to on a fairly regular uh, basis, and I think it's their tagline. And they used a phrase about uh, wanting to learn to love like Jesus, and and I just that would be my prayer for uh, the Ninth Avenue family that each of us every day uh, that we strive uh, to learn to love like Jesus. So, on behalf of Matthew, again, thank you for uh, listening to this episode. May God bless you not only during this holiday season but throughout. Um, the rest of your lives
0: if this program has been beneficial to you please consider subscribing on youtube apple podcast or your favorite podcast provider also we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review which will greatly assist us in getting the message of god's love and salvation to others we'd love even more for you to join us in person we are located at 2309 9th avenue in Haleyville, alabama You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again. And until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for its community.